M-O-I-S-E-S. -E the last name doesn't matter. Okay. You know how to turn this on, right? Okay. So just hold that down and then you see something come up. That's fine. Good afternoon, everyone. Everybody having a good fan expo? My name is Moises. It is uh, an honor and a pleasure to be with you, uh, but it is a, an especial honor and pleasure to be with our guest this afternoon. I assume there are at least one or two Little Mermaid fans in the room, yes? Good, I showed up to the right room. I was worried for a moment. So without further ado, let's get her out here. We've got some fun surprises planned for you. I hope you have questions ready. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the incomparable Jody Benson. I hope you love her. I mean. Wow, this is so fun. What a nice turnout. How many of you have I seen at my table yesterday and today? Awesome. If your hands aren't raised, shame on you. There's no, still time. No, There's still okay. time. No. I'll be there the rest of today till we close and all day tomorrow. So it'll be super fun. I'm so glad to be here with all of you guys. It's really fun in Toronto, eh? It's fun. <laughs> I've got, a couple, awesome. I've got a couple questions for you. Sure. Uh, we have a microphone that's going to be wandering around the audience for those of you with questions. Uh, to kick things off, I think a lot of people in here, myself included, uh, one of our early experiences to, uh, to musicals as a form mm -hmm. is The Little Mermaid itself. And I wonder how far back your musical fandom goes. Uh, you know, yeah. Was it a cast album that you heard? Was it a mm -hmm. show that you went to? Uh, because I gather you're a fan. I mean, I hope you're a, a musical fan, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, we, w we would all be disappointed if you weren't. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in a small town in Illinois, uh, Rockford, Illinois, outside of Chicago, and um, I had not seen uh, theater or a Broadway show or anything like that, but I did have records, LPs and 45s, and uh, I was a huge Barbra Streisand fan growing up. Um, loved her movie musicals, just thought she was incredible. So really loved that she could change her voice and her style depending on the character that she was doing. And I loved the versatility that she showed in her voice. So that's probably, I would probably cry if I met her in person. I've seen her in concert one time and uh, I could barely breathe through the entire concert because I, I knew every lyric and I remembered where I was when I heard those songs. And ah, that would be really good. That's on my bucket list. Well, so Jody, I've got a surprise are, for yeah. you. <laughs> if any of you are friends with Barbara, just let her know that I'd, I'd really love to meet her one day. That'd be amazing. All right, we've got a new, we've got a new, a new bit of homework to <laughs> there do. There we go. <laughs> uh, what, what, what do you think ended up uh, moving in the direction of wanting to be a performer? Was it, uh, you know, being in a in a, uh, in a play at school, mm -hmm. at church? Uh, was it taking a theater class? Was it someone who encouraged you to audition for something? I mean, yeah, it's kind of crazy because I, I didn't have any experience in in theater whatsoever. Um, I kind of came out of the womb singing. And I sang at church, my sister and I sang uh, for church together. But I, I didn't do anything on stage probably until I was in high school. 
And even then, I think I was just, you know, in the ensemble in the back left corner or something like that. So this crazy idea of wanting to pursue musical theater sort of came out of nowhere. It didn't really make any sense to, to my family. Um, but for some reason, I was eight years old, and I said, I really want to make a living. I would like to pay my bills. I would like to be able to sing, dance, and act for a living. I don't want to be famous. Um, I don't need to be a star. Uh, I don't want to be a waitress. So that was kind of like the requirements that I had of, you know, just wanting to, to make a living in the industry. So starting that career without having any concept of that career is, is rather unique. So I think it was just God's plan for my life, and it's, it's been an amazing journey. Well, there's there's some amazing, um, I, I almost want to say serendipity. I don't even know if that's the right word for it. Um, with how The Little Mermaid came together, how you came into this production. But the the way that you came into this was, was very much a result of who was working on, on the movie. And uh, we've, we've talked about this guy a number of times. There's a particular um, dearly uh, uh, departed, uh, brilliant, uh, masterful artist uh, who who is the the guy who guided you into the Little Mermaid, uh, and that's uh, that's the wonderful Howard Ashman. Yeah, the brilliant, amazing Howard Ashman. So I, I'm always always thrilled, always thankful to be able to uh, to talk about Howard because it's really the reason why I'm here is because of him. I was doing a Broadway show called Smile with Howard Ashman and with Marvin Hamlish. And uh, our show unfortunately closed very quickly on Broadway after a few weeks. And Howard at that point started working with the Disney company on The Little Mermaid. Um, and he was kind enough to invite all the girls to be able to audition for Ariel. So if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be sitting here with all of you today all these many, many years later. So anytime I get a chance to say thank you to Howard, it's, it's a treat and, and really a blessing for me. So. It is. It's totally a, a beautiful plan, a mosaic of a puzzle pieces of how God put this all together. That the first LP that I ever had of a Broadway show was a chorus line written by Marvin Hamlish. And little did I know that I would be working with the Marvin Hamlish when on my first starring role in a Broadway show. So it, it's kind of as you say, serendipity, but it's really just an amazing miracle about the pathway and the journey for, for my career. Uh, you you talk about the that serendipity of having a chorus line working with Marvin Hamlish. Mm -hmm. I've told you before. First movie I saw in a movie theater was The Little Mermaid. <laughs> uh, I won the the kids coloring contest. Spoiler alert: all the kids won the coloring contest. <laughs> and 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 brought home this this po poster that hung up in my parents' house until I finally realized. Oh wait, you know what? I know Jody now. I should have her sign that for That's me. Right. Let's do that. We've and, been friends uh, now for the last year. <laughs> Moises has been my uh, moderator for most of my, the Informa cons, so we've gotten to be friends, it's which is awesome. So I'd be happy to sign that for you. It's it's been uh, it's uh, uh, see now I'm losing my words. You know I I, I don't I don't and I won't even make you wait in line. <sighs> How about that? See, <laughs> Sorry. Look at that. That's, that's, what, that's what you call a line jump. Um, are there any of the people that you have worked with that you did uh, greatly admire? People like Marvin Hamlish. Mm -hmm. um, that were maybe a little bit intimidating, or it, there, yes. there was that kind of that fan moment for you of, yes. oh God, I'm on stage with Jody Benson. I just, I Ooh. mean, I knew it, but now I'm thinking about it, and now I'm freaking out. Oh, all these people know that I'm freaking out. Um, yeah, when I went in to audition for Smile at 890 Broadway Studios, behind the table was Howard Ashman and Marvin Hamlish, and I was beside myself. I mean, I. 
you had to, I had to contain everything that I was feeling inside as a kid growing up with his movie of A Chorus Line, his musical, every lyric that I memorized, and of course Howard Ashman with Alan Menken on Little Shop of Horrors, and I knew that show inside and out. So you do have to contain yourself when you're auditioning with these people, but then once I got cast in the show, I was able to tell both of them my story. And then, of course, years later, Marvin, I was one of his last vocalists before he tragically passed away. And um, I was one of his symphony singers. So he was very humble and wouldn't let me share the story on stage when we do symphony concerts. But after he passed away, I did his tribute concert for his wife for the next year. And it was wonderful to be able to tell the audience um, what kind of a man he was, how wonderful it was to work with him, and how grateful I was for the opportunity that he gave me to do Smile, which therefore led to The Little Mermaid, which therefore gave me the opportunity to be one of Marvin's vocalists until he passed away. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask such a huge chorus line fan. Mm -hmm. You have a favorite song? Nothing. Yes, the song called Nothing. It is just, uh, no, not Nothing that I have n nothing, uh, nothing to be I a have fan no of, song. but the song is called Nothing, and uh, it's a great story song, and I love story songs, and all of the songs of A Chorus Line, I don't know if you know this or not, are true stories from each of the original actors. They are true interviews based on real people. Uh, which makes it even more special to hear the story. But that particular story of, of the young girl that's sharing the song of nothing, I, I could relate to that one. So very neat. Working with different directors, different music directors, uh, everybody has a different style, a different personality. Um, I wonder if, if uh, you know, going back to Howard Ashman for a moment, if you could give us an appreciation for what he was like as a person, what he was like as a... Uh, to stay with Disney, uh, kind of a Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder, right. um, guiding you. Yeah. What what was that experience like? Well, I had worked for four years with Howard Ashman on Smile. We did pre-productions and workshops, and then, of course, the, the actual Broadway show. So we had become working friends. Um, we didn't hang out socially, which wasn't really appropriate for a director and, and an actress to do that, but we were friends as far as in the industry goes, um, that when I was able to, to get Mermaid, he did not know, well, he didn't have any say in it. So when I did a reel-to-reel, -reel, which is on old-fashioned tape, we don't have that anymore, but Back then, my audition was on a reel-to-reel. -reel. It wasn't attached with a name or with a picture. So when the directors and the producers and, and the team at Disney were making their selections, they didn't know our names or who we were. So it was actually Howard who had called to tell me that I had gotten the job. And he said, and I didn't have anything to do with it. You know, it's just so amazing that, that you are selected for Ariel, and I'm thrilled. So it was so wonderful to have him in the recording studio because I had never been behind a microphone before. I didn't know what I was doing. And, but he knew me as an actress and a performer so well that he actually became my director in the booth standing next to me. And I think what's so amazing of John Musker and Ron Clements, our directors for The Little Mermaid and Disney employees, cast members, were so kind and generous and um, let go of that power of being the director and trusted Howard to be able to direct me one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And it was, it was just magical. I mean, there's no way I could get through the film without him. I mean, every, 
every line reading, every lyric, it's Howard. He would give me the line reading and I would basically imitate him. And he was so sweet because he'd like, okay, can you, you know, think about this and try it this way? And I'd do it like 50 times. And he's like, well, you know, let's just, and I'd finally say, you know, Howard, just give me the reading. Just give me the line reading. But he's such a great director that it's an insult to give an actor or an actress a line reading. And I said, but you're not insulting me. You're actually helping me by giving it to me on a silver platter, and we're going to save a lot of time, you know. So he was so gracious about that. And, um, you know, he started to get sick towards the end uh, of the movie, and, and it was a well-hidden secret. But um, his best friend, Nancy Parent, and they were nice enough to let me crash with them. So we actually crashed at the same friend's house in L.A. when I'd fly back and forth. So um, he really went through his illness with uh, grace and dignity. And I, I really admire his level of professionalism. And he's a, he was a perfectionist like I was. So it was wonderful to trust him. Now you have one of the great, among the great, Disney I Want songs yeah. uh, in, 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 this, uh, in this piece. What was having, having that song mm -hmm. put in front of you for the first time like? Yeah. <laughs> well, again, I was given a cassette tape of the song, and it's Howard singing and Alan playing. So as a good, smart actress and knowing Howard the way I did, um, I just imitated him on the recording. That's exactly what I did, and that's what you hear um, to this day. And my job is to sing the song exactly like I did 33 years ago so that you can feel the way that you felt the first time that you saw the movie. Um, no offense to the people that try to uh, do covers to the song. No offense on that. And I understand trying to bring a newness and a freshness and maybe a contemporary take on a song but for me part of your world needs to maintain Howard's integrity and his character and the way that he wrote it with Alan so my job is to make sure I sound exactly like I did in the in the studio that's my job <laughs> and thankfully I I can still do that so that's good now there there's uh I don't know if it is to mischaracterize it, but there's kind of a girl gang of Disney princesses going now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I think a lot of us uh, may, have, may have been there uh, two days ago for rec uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, Anybody yeah. in there? Were you guys Anybody there? In there? At our oh, yeah. there we go. Then I saw all of you. Got you. A, you got a Jody-shaped surprise. Yeah, that was, a, that was totally a God thing. The night before, Amy Astley, our uh, PR marketing publicity for Disney, texted me. She goes, you're here in Toronto? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, Clark and I are here. What are you doing tomorrow at 4.30? And I said, well, I'm at my table. She's like, well, how about if we surprise the fans and you just come over at the end of the presentation, start singing after we show the, the uh, sequence of, you know, the princess clip. And I was like, awesome. That's a great idea. So super fun that that worked out. Really, really fun. So glad we were both here at the same time. So many of, of the princesses in the girl gang uh, have been in things from Kingdom Hearts to other, uh, you know, different iterations of the characters. But generally, those are the kinds of things that you record on your own. You never see each other. Right. Uh, it, it's been lovely seeing you and Paige O'Hara and, and Linda at, at, different, uh, at different conventions together. Did they get all of you together all at the same time to record that scene, or did they have no. to do it piece by piece? It is piece by piece all over the world, depending on where you are. Um, you know, back in the day, like with Mermaid, we all recorded together simultaneously on the same few days in between 
plexiglass. But that doesn't exist anymore. We work by ourselves. I did um, Toy Story 2 and 3 by myself. I didn't meet Michael Keaton until the red carpet. And, you know, I'm walking up next to him, and he doesn't know who I am. I'm like, hi, my name is Jody Benson, and I did the voice of Barbie. And he's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, you know. So, and then all of a sudden, you're, you know, got your arms wrapped around each other, taking a million pictures on the press line. So you're like, hi, nice to meet you. Okay, let's smile. You know, so, um, yeah, okay, it would have been fun. Yeah, that's right. It would have been really fun uh, if we would have been able to record together. And I had not, I still have not met all of the princesses. We weren't all together at D23. We missed a few. But uh, that was the first time that a lot of us had met each other was at D23. Do you think that there's a possibility that they could get most, if not all, of you together for the premiere? I would hope so. They're talking about the premiere at the El Cap in November. I, I know they would love to try to get everybody. I don't know if that's possible with people's work schedules and travel schedules and where everyone lives but yeah i hope we get another chance to all it would be great to get all of us together we we were missing a few that day all right we've got a microphone out in the audience okay. for your questions uh let's see okay. where, where do you want to go he's he's right here actually i'd like to go up here to the front to esther who how long how long did you wait outside yeah how, how long did you wait yeah, she, she was there since 1.30 to oh, get into this panel. have been waiting outside since 1.30. Oh, my gosh. Bless so your So what do you heart. have for us? You if, um, if you will, for us, um, Disneyland is one of my favorite songs from Smile, and I was wondering if you remember it, if you might sing just a line or two. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, Disneyland is from Smile. That's another one of those amazing things, to have a song written by Marvin Hamlish and Howard Ashman called Disneyland that I sang for my role in Smile that on opening night at the party... It was amazing. They had a surprise for me, and Mickey Mouse came on stage <laughs> at the party and gave me the keys to the kingdom. So, and then it was like a year and a half later that I started working for the Walt Disney Company. So it's just, just one of those things. Um, let's see. Hot Sunday night, I guess the folks were busy fighting. Joe'd already left home. Eleven years old on my own, feeling nothing but lonely. There's nothing to do, there's nothing out there but the traffic down on State 93. So I'd sit through the night by row black and white TV. That's when I saw it, that's when I heard it, calling, calling me, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, close my eyes real tight, wishing hard I might, wishing hard I may. And that song is written by Marvin Hamlish. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to let us applaud. That's right. <laughs> and um, that, the song is written by Marvin Hamlish and Howard Ashman, and the, the character that I played was Doria Hudson, and she grew up in um, a really small town in a, in a trailer park, and her dream was to live at Disneyland. So she had a black-and-white, nine-inch screen TV, and every Sunday night she would sit and watch, you know, Wonderful World of Disney with Walt, 
And she believed growing up that that's a place that you could actually live. So that's what the whole song is about. It's a really beautiful, another beautiful I Want song that comes towards the beginning of the musical that kind of sets the tone for, for this particular character. So, yeah, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, if you like Jody singing, you should not leave early. I don't know why I'm saying that. Let's go right here. Hey, Jody, just want to let you know that Ariel is my favorite Disney princess. Let me try this again. Ariel's my favorite it's Disney okay. princess, I, and The Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney princess film. But I need to um, touch on something else. Um, every, every Disney princess film that I know of um, has a sequel, a direct-to-DVD sequel, and a direct-to-DVD prequel. And usually they're not so good. But <laughs> objectively, objectively, um, I want to know... Did you actually had any enjoyment um, working on uh, any of the direct-to-DVD movies? Or Jody, Jody, do you did. like keeping your game? Which one was your favorite? Um, Return to Sea featuring Ariel's daughter, Melody, or Ariel's Beginning, the prequel? Well, th first of all, thank you for knowing the names of both the prequel and the sequel. I'm impressed. Not a problem. They're available right um, now on Disney right. Home Video. That's right. I actually enjoyed them both because there's original music for both of them, and I love that we, we brought in um, wonderful music into the storyline. I love the fact that one of them is when uh, Ariel becomes a mother herself, and I love that the other one is before the original, so she's like 14. And I, and I really enjoyed doing both of them with the age range going on, the different cast members to work to, with. Um, and so I can't pick between those two, but you know, any time that I get to work with Disney and, and bring my character back to life is, is always a joyful day. And I really do mean that. You know, I, I really do love my job. So thanks for the question. No problem. It. Thank you. Let's see. Can we go to this... Uh over here on the other side, about the third row, I think, I, it, in, in the Ariel wig. Maybe you're just wearing the Ariel wig, or you're dressed as Ariel. Yeah, you're dressed as Ariel. Go, yeah, you're right here. Hi, uh, I was wondering if you had any advice for actors trying to pursue like their dreams. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I do think it's really important for everybody to pursue their dream, whatever that may be. And, you know, you don't want to get older and then have those regrets that you didn't at least try. But remember, there's a, a wide variety of ways to be part of, of the entertainment world, not necessarily just Broadway or just Los Angeles or just feature films and animated feature films. There are a lot of opportunities to share your gifts. So I think I try to encourage people to kind of cast their net wide and think outside of the box, um, not just New York and L.A., but um, there's wonderful ways to perform all over the United States, and of course all over the world, too. When you think about cruise ship lines and you think about working at different types of, of animation uh, facilities and there are unions and non-unions now so there's a there's a lot of work out there um, it's just a matter of kind of going for it being creative thinking outside of the box but definitely if you have those uh, feelings towards the entertainment industry by all means you should definitely go for it yeah look at you waving your hat in the and air go. yeah we Awesome. Um, thank you for coming to Toronto. We're glad to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, my question is to you, Little Mermaid is such a great movie, 
as are Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, and even Enchanted you, that you were in. Um, my question is, um, out of the, which one is your most favorite Disney movie that sadly doesn't have Jodie Benson? That's <laughs> Wait, okay, repeat D that dream, last part. Dreamcast yourself in a Disney movie that you're not in. What is your favorite Disney? What favorite is your Disney film that you would love to just dreamcast yourself into from all time? You oh mean? my gosh! Well, no, no, uh, all time favorite Disney movie all -time that favorite. sadly doesn't have Jodie Benson. Okay. That sadly doesn't uh, have Jodie okay. Benson. <laughs> that is so fun. Um, okay, well, the first thing that just came off the top of my head is. Um, Mary Poppins. So that's like the first thing that came just because I'm a huge Julie Andrews fan. Um, I have met her before at the premiere of Princess Diaries. Uh, and then I met her one other time at Walt Disney World. And, you know, she's just incredible. So not that I could ever do what she does. I'm not saying that. I could never replace her by any means. But that would be such a fun project to work on because of the animated scene and the blue screen. And, you know, that would be really, really fun. And then as far as animation goes, I think that I would like to be um, Maleficent. <laughs> or I think I'd like to be a bad girl. I do. I think that would be really fun to be a villainess. I think that would be really fun just to try something completely different, you know, than what I normally do. Those are great questions. I've never had anyone ask me that. So over here, Ronald McDonald. Yes. Hi, oh, honey. How the are mic's, you? The mic's coming to you, bud. Remember me? Yes, I do remember Who you. Who forget Ronald McDonald? I love e you. Except you lost your hair. Where'd it's okay. Your no, it's all good. I love you. It was a wig. It was a wig. I know. I love you. <laughs> First of all, I love you. Again, I told you. I Thank told you, you that at your booth, but I'm going to tell you again. I love you so much. Thank you. So, You're Jody, so here's sweet. my question that um, my, long, my other long-awaited long question I'm dying to ask you. Yes. So, from your experience of voicing Ariel in Disney's The Little Mermaid, um, like, you know, voicing this iconic Disney princess, how do you think that has changed your life in the last 33 years since you started voicing her? Yeah, that's a great question, sweetie. Thank you. Um, the ways that I think Ariel has changed my life is the platform and the opportunity that I have to meet people all over the world and the opportunity that I have to hear the stories from all of you all over the world. Um, and the intergenerational connection that I have between babies and children, moms and dads, grandma and grandpas. Um, when I look back at the last 30 plus years, that's what I take away, is, is the opportunity that I've been given this gift to be able to meet all of you. Um, like I love my job and I love what I do, but I love the interaction with, with folks like you. And so that's, that's just needed. And to me, you know, really, uh, as a believer, um, as a Christ follower, I think for me, I just feel like God has given me this gift. It's like a wonderful gift. It's like when I come to things like this, I get to wake up in the morning and just sort of pray and get my heart in this place where I get to meet thousands of people and hear their journey, hear their story, uh, that's why I ask you those questions when you come up. You know, where are you from? What do you do? What does the movie mean to you? Um, they're not just like a list of questions. It's because I really do want to hear your story. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's what I remember the most and what I get to take. Thank you, sweetheart.
I, I what what sweetheart? All right, sweetheart. I. Okay, you come. Good, you come back to the table. So good to see you <laughs> Let's again. See somebody else on this side. What do you think? Oh no, I'm not. What do you okay, all right. I'm not uh, good at that. How about how, who's most enthusiastic? Oh no. Oh, she horrible. she's shaking her hand right there in the middle of the row. There we go. Pass That's the microphone. Horrible. It's a fun. Horrible. It's a fun game. <laughs> Hi. Um, in the Little Mermaid movie, I wondered if you had a favorite part for your character and why that part. As far as an animated scene? Yeah. Well, it would probably be part of your world just because uh, Glenn Keane is a dear friend of mine who animated Ariel as the primary. Um, but that particular piece of three minutes and 45 seconds, we worked together so hard on that and they videotaped me while I was singing that... Um, it's really special to me because I know that Glenn put his whole heart and soul into the vocals of that song. And uh, I, I just think that's such a beautiful scene. And, you know, Ariel does look different in different scenes. I, I know you realize that. Um, and that's because we do have a lead animator and then we have some secondary animators. So there, there are certain Ariels that I am more... Um, in love with, let's just say, as far as the look of that goes, and those would be Glenn. The, those are Glenn's aerials, so, yeah. So again, I have one in my house, and it's just a treasure to me. Let's see, on this side, maybe toward the back. With the trident, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the trident. <laughs> Flounder on the trident, maybe I retract it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sailor Ariel, so it's like Ariel wanted to be a part of the Sailor Scouts. <laughs> but um, I just want to say, Jody, thank you so much for coming. This is such a great opportunity to get to meet you and from all of us fans. And um, I just want to say, because of you, you were the one that inspired me to start singing ever since when I was very little. And when I was 10 years old, my very first competition was the first song I sang was Part of Your World. And I actually got, and I won second place, and thanks to you, I actually won a trip to London after that, so I get to sing part of you all that WI News in London, Ontario. So thank you so much with your voice and inspiring me and making me just sing my heart out. And I just want to say thank you deeply so much because of you. Thank you. Well, that is so sweet. Thank you. And I have, of course, a question. One a question. Sorry, that was just my little speech. But... Uh, now, since you work for Disney, do you actually have free access to get into the Little Mermaid Resort <laughs> at Disneyland or World, wherever that's located? That's, that saying. sounds like a, can you hook a sister up, please? <laughs> <laughs> but do you, um, get in, do you get in for free? I'm just curious. Well, um, when I was inducted as a Disney legend, you become uh, a lifetime member, which is incredible. So um, my, my family and I, we uh, are able to get into all of the parks around the world except for Tokyo. Tokyo is a separate entity. We actually don't own that facility. So yes, it is a wonderful, wonderful uh, gift, becoming a legend, and uh, we are thankful for it. And when my kids or my husband aren't available, I can bring other family members or friends with me on those passes which is nice, so I'm, I'm grateful as long as I am with, you know, the guests. So, so yeah, it's a gift. It's a wonderful gift. Thank you, sweetheart. 
Thank you. Love you too. Let's go over to this side. Uh, I I see a princess sleeve right here. Uh, I, I, yeah, right there, right there. Pink I one. Yeah, pink oh, one. Yeah. Can't resist good costuming. <laughs> Technically, I'm a bride of Dracula, but that's pretty close. He's a bride. Yeah, a bride of Dracula. <laughs> well, and t to me, that's a princess. <laughs> Well, she did marry him and he was a prince, so in a way I am. <laughs> I have a Thumbelina question. Okay. Yeah, thank you. What is your favorite part? What was your favorite part of Thumbelina to sing or act as? Um, the memory that I have the most is sitting at the piano with Barry Manilow, another person that was a huge... I feel so blessed in my life because I had his LPs and 45s as well and I knew all of his music. So walking into the recording studio, sitting next to him at the piano, um, and having Barbara Cook sitting on the other side of the piano singing soon, which I was a huge Barbara Cook fan, and then me having to record after Barbara and Barry. I mean, I was shaking like a leaf, and Barry was like, you've got this. Don't worry about it. I mean, you've got this. He goes, it's such an honor to meet you, and I'm like, such an honor to meet me, you know, because um, I had just done Mermaid before Thumbelina, and yeah, so I would say probably the day of recording soon with Barbara Cook in the booth and Barry Manilow at the piano was, was a dream come true from a girl from Illinois. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank so you so much, and it's great to have you here in Toronto. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. We got one more. We get time for one more, and okay. and trust me, you you will you'll be glad that that we saved a little bit of time. Um, I I can't I can't say no to an aerial right in the middle of the <laughs> row right there. That yes, you love all the costumes. They're beautiful costumes. Hi, hi, sweetie. Um, <laughs> I haven't met you yet, so this is kind of freaking me out. <laughs> um, but <laughs> my question is. Um, so I'm a huge Broadway fanatic as well. Ariel is my favorite, if you couldn't tell. Oh, thank but you. But if you ever had a dream role or if you would want to play Ariel on Broadway, what would it be? If a dream role for Broadway? Well, I feel like I had that opportunity with Crazy for You because I was able to originate a Broadway show and, and do it for nearly four years. Um, and I absolutely love Rogers. I mean, I just love the Gershwin Brothers music. Um, it's interesting. If there were, now, not my age. You have to take that into consideration. I can't play this role now. We're breaking all the rules. Do whatever no, you I want. Mean, if, if I could have the chance to do a Broadway show for like a week and everybody was like, you know, a football field away and I had on, you know, age-defying makeup, um, I would love to play Alphaba in Wicked because I just am a huge fan of that score and that character is just, you know, it's just phenomenal. And uh, I did, unfortunately, did not get to see uh, Dean in that role. Um, I, I had seen a national tour and I forgot the name of the actress that I saw, but it was just, just a mesmerizing show. And it's not like I'd want to do it for like years and years and years and years, but you know, I'd have to dream, obviously, because I'm way too old to play that. But, oh, no, you're so sweet. But, um, yeah, I think that would be a super fun role to play and get yourself all painted up. And how fun would that be? Be so fun. So Thank I'm going to need so that much. microphone back while we're, uh, while we're waiting for that. You mentioned Crazy for You. Yeah. I love Crazy for You. Uh, you. Do you have 
maybe maybe in the style of our first question uh, about Disneyland, do you have a, you know a, a, a part of one of those songs that you really love the most, mm. that really touches your heart the most, that for four years yeah. grabbed you each time you went on stage and sang those those yeah, lyrics? Yeah, that, that was a show that I loved to go to work every single day. I would walk to the stage door, I'd look up, and I'd see my name in lights and a marquee, and I would just be like, oh, thank you, God. What a gift. What a gift. And we brought so much joy to so many people that came to see the show because it's a joyful show. So you would see people reach for each other's hands, couples that would hold hands, families that would connect. And it's like for two and a half hours, they could forget about their troubles. Um, so when I would stand alone on stage leaning up against the, uh, the wood pillar of the general store, there's a somebody I'm longing to see. I hope that he turns out to be someone who'll watch over me. I'm a little lamb who's lost in a wood. I know I could always be good to one who'll watch over me. And getting to sing that song for Ginger Rogers. Um, <coughs> Ginger Rogers sang that song on Broadway, uh, 1939, Girl Crazy. And when she came to see our show and sat in the eighth row center and I'm singing these songs back to her, it was just, you know, oh my gosh, just incredible. And then, you know, getting to sing again uh, at the Kennedy Center Honors to honor her. Um, and, you know, Mr. and Mrs. President and Mrs. Reagan were there. It was just, uh, just a beautiful opportunity. It was a great show. Wonderful, wonderful season of my life. Long before I had kids, so... New season after that. <laughs> well, you, you have uh, you have blessed us with uh, with quite a bit of song uh, today, uh, acapella. Um, but you you brought something with you uh, yes. that you're going to do for us. This is your yes, mic. You're yeah, going to so take this do mic that, from me. This mic isn't going to stretch over there. Now we haven't done a sound check, so let's just yeah, uh, let's just let's just see working? where we are. It, it is working. It's working. You hello, just have to hello, be right hello, on. Hello, hello. Oh, okay. There we go. If I, I'll just come out over here. We have this little pillar. Sorry about that. The pillar is, sorry. Checking your sight There's lines. nothing you're I being, can do. You're being a good, you're, that's <laughs> sorry the about thing. that. You're being a good theater actor. I'm here. trying to think about the people that are stuck you're find, behind the You're finding your blocking. Okay. Um, listen, I haven't heard this track. Can I just hear it real quick? Um, I would love to sing part of your world, if that's okay with you guys. <clears throat> so, uh. We don't have time to do sound checks here, so let's just see if we have some magical the volume up. magical kickback. This is Dr. Chai in the front row. He is a dentist, and we met in uh, our line, and it was so cool because he signed up for a video, and what he actually had me do is record as Ariel his office voicemail. It's the cutest thing ever. So I had to go around because it's really noisy, you know, in the hall. So I went around the corner with he and your, your little boy, wasn't it? Your little boy. And I'm like, hi, this is Ariel, the little mermaid. And I just say, I'm so glad that you called for Dr. Chai Dental Office. And if you would like an appointment, I mean, he had this whole thing scripted out. Even to the point of, if you have a dental emergency, please call. And it was, it was so cute. It's the only time I've ever done a dentist uh, voice message, Dr. Chai. 
as he says, Dr. Chai, like the tea. I was like, awesome. I know how to say that. All right, let's hear what this sounds like. Is it there? Do we have it? Can you hear that? And then can you hear me on top of it? Okay, perfect. Let's go back in the beginning. It's very unprofessional. That's okay. We just... These Q&As, it's not like I'm singing in, you know, in Carnegie Hall, so it's okay. Okay, good. Everybody has their phones out. Didn't even need to tell you. The stage okay. is yours. Hit it, Mr. Soundman. That's okay. Babies can cry. It's okay. Love the little costume. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around, can you think? Sure, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing. Walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, feet. <laughs> Open your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along on a... What's that word again? Street. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay, or they must not walk. Now, Jody, hold on a second. Hold on. Now, Jody mentioned that she and I have been on stage together a bunch. I think this is the end of the tour this year. Yes. 
I have um, I have one I have one tiny little acapella surprise for her of my own. Oh, you do. Leonard Bernstein lyrics. The most beautiful sound I ever heard. It's Jody. Yes, Jody, Jody, Jody. All the beautiful sounds of the world in a single word. Sing with me. Jody. Jody, Jody, Jody. Thank you, Jody. Let's hear it for her one last time. Send her out in style. Thank you, guys. God bless you.